What's going on, everybody? You are listening to The Quarter Note, an album review podcast for musically inclined individuals analyze a single project at a time. You know what it is. I'm Jay Kaz. It's your boy, Jelani Carter. I'm Andre Dowdy, and I just saw lightning fly across the backyard. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Anyway, He's going to die Dowdy. in this podcast. <laughs> it's in this episode. This is the WNBA Youngboy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, as always. Today, we are getting into the new Tyler the Creator record. Call me if you get lost. Andre, what's up? So depending on how you view Bastard, Call Me If You Get Lost is Tyler, the creator's sixth or seventh album, and some would consider it a return to form. Built off of the frame of a DJ drama hosted Gangsta Grills mixtape, Call Me finds Tyler rapping again, blending all the various elements of his previous albums into one cohesive listening project. Fresh off of a Grammy win and a breakup, Call Me If You Get Lost finds Tyler balancing bravado and vulnerability to paint a picture of someone who, after years of hard work, has almost everything he wants. Um, I think right off the bat, I don't think this is foolish of me to say, but I'm assuming everyone likes this album. Oh, yeah. Four out of four. Yeah. Spoiler alert. No, this shit was <laughs> trash, B. <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> what? No, a point zero zero zero. It's a no for me, dog. So, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a no for me, dog. It was cute. You know, it was, you know what I'm saying? It was yeah, like, there's a couple cool raps on it, but, you know, it was all right. Um, or, oh, my God. We haven't given anything one. Um, is there any any place we want to start in particular? Hmm. That's a good I would say to talk about retrospectively, like, what this album means, because we've seen Tyler jump from edgy into something a lot softer and back again and learn to blend everything that he is up until this point. Um, I would first have to ask, where does this album sit against Intense. his other work? Fair. That's a good, that's a good, uh, so I haven't, I haven't listened to Bastard in a really long time, so I, I barely remember what that's like, but there's one song, the song with him, with Ass Milk, with him, Earl, obviously, <laughs> like, stays in my mind forever. Oh, it's yeah. It's just a great fucking song, but, um, you know, you know, I really, I really like Cherry Bomb as, as all over the place as it is. I think it was really the album, um, after Wolf, well, Wolf was already moving in the right direction, um, Cherry Bomb kind of took that and, like, amped it up all the way and like i think everything that came from cherry bomb is like all the stuff you see in his commercial work all the stuff that you see kind of like developed over the course of the following two albums with flower boy and igor um and even like and i and i and and we were talking earlier i think um smuckers i don't know why but smuckers always stands out to me as like a really like great Tyler creator track obviously because like he gets like two of his idols to you know work on the same thing and like pulls exactly what he wants from him but I think that's the biggest uh it's like the best example of what Tyler does yeah well. like Ty Tyler at his best that's pr yeah a prime brings people in and gets them to do their best work right and even we were talking about features earlier like the features I mean I don't know 
what i don't know 42 doug i don't know tizo touchdown but like i i'm gonna ignorantly say like this is this is really great work. I can't guarantee that it's all going to sound like this, you know, when I go and listen to them. And Jelani Sheik said no. It's it's uh it's not. So Tizo Touchdown, he's a relatively newer artist that's been getting a lot of attention from like ASAP Mob and like that whole crew. He makes like like really eclectic kind of punk inspired rap. It's he kind of does whatever he wants, honestly. Like mm-hmm. he has a song called Sucker that just sounds like I don't care what you say, sucker. I'm gonna kick your ass, sucker. And it, but it's, it sounds crazy, but it sounds fire at the same time. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then he also has a song called "Social Cure," which I was listening to again before we started this. Um, that sounds more like low-key Blink-182 inspired, but also he's like rapping, you know what I mean? So he's kind of all over the place. Uh, 42 Doug is a Detroit rapper, sounded a little baby. So he he comes from that type of lineage of like Detroit street rap. Um, this beat is not too far off to something that you would hear him on because he he is he sounds really good on on boisterous bombastic sound beats, which is funny to, to say because like his voice is so like kind of high pitch and just his cadence is like a little bit weird. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I like but, that. Yeah, me too. Me too. I I I'm like like I said before we started the the recording. I love the fact that Tyler is more open to doing features and having features on his album because before, I mean, everybody here knows this. Like he was only really collaborating with other OF members, and that was it. And then maybe he'll make a beat for another person. And but usually that like those other people would be people that were in that OF universe, like Schoolboy Q, Mac Miller, like Vince Staples, that were in that type of crew of people so what? i what were we about to say i was gonna say for argument's sake i feel like that trend breaks off pretty early like after wolf that trend breaks oh yeah pretty, yeah oh yeah, yeah for yeah. sure for sure for sure yeah, yeah yeah wolf was like probably one of the last of like because it's also one of the last albums he had like, the whole uh him and yeah oh wolf. that's like the light the last of like the wolf hitley yeah, yeah 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 and it kind of concludes there and then like from cherry yeah. bomb um he's he, or ch- from cherry bomb on he's kind of doing his own thing and just like making whatever he wants um yeah. but yeah man I, I mean personally all right so to answer fax's question and i kind of brought this mm-hmm. up when i was talking to my cousin about this too um mm-hmm. i don't even know where i would even like rank all these albums because i've been uh-huh. a fan of tyler for a very long time and I remember hearing Bastard for the first time. I remember bumping Goblin in my homeboys hoopty for the first time, like senior high school. And they mm. all kind of fit those time frames for me. And I, I can definitely go back, but like I'm definitely if I go back into his discography, I, I kind of only like sit around Wolf and on. And it, even then, I'm kind of only really going to like Cherry Bomb, Flower Boy, Igor. You know what I mean? Like the, that type of like era. But like yeah. I will say, like Tyler definitely just like improves as he goes on like i feel yeah. like each time he comes out with a new album he switches his up he, he switches up his style or he innovates in a way that just works a little bit better than the first time and it's crazy because the album before it is also good you know what i mean so he's always he's just only just getting better and just kind of like really um like honing in on his skills like a thing that i noticed that he said on twitter was that like and i, I noticed him saying this kind of a lot lately he he raps more with intent and he doesn't try to like kind of just rap about whatever he like means what he says and i've been noticing that a lot more lately and like the random freestyles he do, he's been doing like since like 2017 and even mm-hmm. on like flower boy and igor and like in this album like he he yeah. definitely like raps with a purpose and i love that yeah. um yeah it's, it seems like these last three albums are are you know, the the underbelly 
uh, of all of these albums have to do with love in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Flower Boy, I guess, just just to kind of pigeonhole it to one idea is, you know, the coming out album, whatever, so to speak, whatever. You know, he like openly talks about this relationship that he had. Um, Igor is also a battle relationship that just kind of fell on its face. This album, again, another uh, relationship that fell on its face um, or just didn't work out, but they're all in various stages, you know, of his growth as a human being. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it seems like these raps are very more focused. Like, if anything, if the raps from the first three albums are about anything, like Wolf, uh, Goblin, and Bastard, they're just about, like, being weird, being, you know, bringing the ruckus, and then, like, toward Wolf, yeah. kind of, like, figuring out where he lies in all of, you know, in the midst of everything. Yeah. Cherry Bomb's like, I'm an actual artist now. Let's play with some sounds and let me bring the exactly heat. just give you everything. And then like f- yeah. from there, from Flower Boy Igor to Call Me If You Get Lost, they're they're very intentional projects. So and you know what's funny for me and I'll and I'll shut up. For me, I don't think I ever listened to Goblin in full. So that would be my lowest one. And honestly, looking back at it, I don't remember what I would listen to off here is Yonkers. I think she is one of the standouts, her, um, and analog, I think. Um, yeah. I think those but are that, but that makes sense. Cause those are the more like, kind of like R and B sounding less like shock value. I fucking worship Satan type Tyler. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. he was very much angry at the time. And just like, why is none of these blogs giving me a look? Why are none of these radio stations giving me a look? I'm the most talented person in the world. And it makes sense. Like that's why, like those are good time capsule projects. Right. Um, and they, they sound good and he's talented. You can definitely see the genius in him. But like these later albums, you definitely see it way more. It's a more complete type of uh, artist from him. And I feel like this is like the type of music he's always wanted to make. And now that he's finally like, you know, flown around the world a couple of times, met all of his idols, has like a purpose. You know, he's finally making the music he wants. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it sounds like he sounds professional now. Like for... Mm-hmm. um. The his first record to Flower Boy, I kind of just gobble in just one bowl of like soup, and it's like his abstraction and his uh, boundary pushing um, methods in his production, obviously in his rhymes as well, was what made him so exciting. And then it came a point when Flower Boy came out. Um, he decided to be a successful musician or not decided to, I'm not sure if that's the proper verbiage, but he, he took it seriously. Yeah. He sounded like it took, it sounded like he took it seriously. He always took it seriously as I would imagine, but it sounded more of a, a statement where it was like, consider me, in your top 10 because I have the talent to to bode that to boast that and he continued to do that on mm-hmm. Igor and it seems like this record comes out uh at a time which is like very characteristic of a lot of the staples in hip-hop like Kendrick Drake um you know big time artists they do this thing where they come out they they make a statement as to why you should take them seriously 
uh, whether it's Kendrick with his storytelling, um, talking about his upbringing and just pushing a, a super deep narrative, um, Drake being the uh, sentimental person that he is, speaking about love and romance and his and his family and his and his woes and all that sort of thing. And you can also paint the same. Uh, you can draw the line down at pretty much any big time artist and uh, find some sort of uh, root. Um, what's the word? Um, a consistent theme. And then they come out with a record where it's just like, you know what? I'm going to drop this super intentional narrative and just talk that shit and just flex. And That's my favorite this type is, of raps. <laughs> This it usually does come out and people are just like, wow, I love this, you know, because it's like a break from whatever they were. Uh, but also, if you're like a fan that's been rocking with with a lot of these artists for, for a, a long, long time, time. it's yeah. kind of like a proud moment. Yeah, you appreciate mm -hmm. it more, especially as you've risen and matured with the artist that has matured. You respect their maturity and um, you mm -hmm basically essentially feel like they are allowed to do that um whereas yeah. like you know you can name many other artists who just come out the gate talking about how like they're the best thing that ever happened to Chicole. music yes. uh. um <laughs> <laughs> no but he actually doesn't fit that example too well just because like we like <laughs> he doesn't it doesn't exactly fit that example too well i was thinking like maybe like jaden smith or some shit or like little baby or whatever but like that's besides the point i'm just saying that this comes at <laughs> this is a good way i can make an argument for both of those artists you just said but like i'll let you rock this is, please <laughs> this is just uh this is a good way to flex and i think it's really um interesting hearing dj drama all over this because for one, I would never have expected Tyler, the creator, and DJ Drama to come together, but it makes sense, and it goes so well with each other. It, to me, it seems like like a very expensive uh, dish. Like it's it's like a very expensive something that's like very simple. Like I don't know, like. Like the most expensive know, like, burger or something like yeah, that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. It's like just as it's it, yeah. <laughs> right. the most expensivest <laughs> mixtape. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Tyler's always been infatuated with expensive things, right? And he's very much like been infatuated with I feel like one thing in particular. It seems like a lot of his talk is always about cars, right? He's always talking cars and jewelry. Yeah. Cars, cars and jewelry, you're right always talked about mclaren's now he's, he's he's the next target was the rolls royce he got it apparently that song lumberjack is about him buying a rolls royce right after he won the grammy and then taking it to on whatever state he was in at the time but that's sick right. um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. now nah, he's really a car head because i don't even the pink car that he has and a lot of the footage that fiat 131 yeah. that's that's a very old nice car like that's a you got to go out your way and spend six figures for that. So, but yeah, he, he he's definitely somebody with like, I guess you start to see like in the similar vein to Kanye, where they have like hum more humble beginnings as they get that money. They kind of show I I've been wanting this money. I like having this money. 
Now let me show you what I do with this money. I, I wouldn't be surprised if his next album. Well, remember, if you even take it back to Alfredo, he mentions on something to rap about. The sound like the boat that I haven't bought yet. Mm, mm, so I would be not be surprised thing. if the next album he's like, I bought a yacht. <laughs> now all I do is just make music and be on the beach in, I don't know, some foreign land. Um, but for me, this album really, it, it's strange because objectively when i look at it it's 100 percent. i think his best curation mm -hmm. of songs a compilation of songs but if i were to say it's his best album i wouldn't only because i don't think the narrative is strong enough throughout them but it's for me it, it's almost nullified by the fact that the songs are that good only if i'm being nitpicky would that point matter but the songs themselves and the way it flows is so good i can I could honestly overlook it, but if I'm trying to sit and compare based on what he did with Flower Boy, Igor, even, you know, stuff like Wolf, there's a little bit stronger narrative structure through those. You know, it's funny. I like, I like this narratively because like, um, and I think he was talking about this on Twitter. Um, what's the song? Corso. Corso kind of lays out the whole album kind of right at the front. He's like, I was in a relationship <laughs> with my boys girl it didn't work out i'm still kind of salty but i'm still okay with like it's okay but i'm still kind of salty whatever right and then the rest of the album kind of like dips its toe in that while still kind of addressing other things and i like that well i mean whiplash did off oh, not wilshire well yeah of course wilshire like, no, like a full plunge uh, <laughs> ignoring like yeah. wilshire because wilshire's at the end like that's what I, what yeah. i like is that like throughout the album he'll kind of bring it up a little bit okay. but he's not ready to be like here's it's all you know here's everything and until you get to the bottom of the album so like the boat that he talks about i might buy a boat you know whatever what that's on corso on hot winds he's already on that boat you know yeah. so like the narrative threads loose but it's like the material things that he mentions pop up throughout the course and yeah. that's you know you can see it as like a way of coping with you know, both success and this the heartbreak that he's kind of dealing with either simultaneously or one after the other. So like narratively, it, at least it, it made sense to me where it's just like, this is like pure bravado in a way where he's like, I had this thing and I'm dealing with it. And these are the ways I'm dealing with it while also like still dealing with other kind of important things, like how he brushes off, like doing stuff for black lives matter or whatever. Like he brushes it off. Cause he like understands like I'll do it, but like, don't tell me I have to do it. Cause I'll do it when I want to do it. So what's that manifesto? I think he talks about that. Also, yeah. really nice to see Domo back in the game. At least, oh, I yo, love that facts. song. It just felt like Dungeon Rat. It, it felt like OF Volume Two, yeah, and I loved yeah. that. I was like, oh my, because them trading bars on OF Volume Two is some of my favorite songs from them. Because it was literally just all of them just rapping their ass off, especially Domo, like, and it just made me so happy. I miss like. I know he's, he's he's still around, but he hasn't been around for a minute, and I just hey, and he does still make music, right. but it just uh, hasn't hit as hard as he. I used think he's to, also like in I, a different feel, pocket too. He's like kind of pulled yeah. back instead of being like yeah yeah yeah. He's just yeah. like chilling. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, now you know it's interesting. Yeah, like I I really like it's hard for the last three albums for me because because these all feel like like they address the same thing in a different way, obviously because the, the substance, uh, you know, in regards to Tyler's life is different, but like it all is just kind of tiptoeing around these things of, you know, getting comfortable in your fame and being able to, uh, uh, talk about it and express it in a way where you feel proud of yourself. 
while also balancing a responsibility of being an artist of color in the spotlight by just simply doing stuff, which is kind of what he alludes to on manifesto. And, um, and then yeah, just dealing with, you know, his identity sexually, um, and how he feels like he needs to explore himself. So I feel like, yeah, it's hard to swap those. I think for me, I feel like call me if you get lost flower boy, then Igor only because Igor plays with the most, it's it experiments the most and it's the most focused as a concept for an album but like you know in terms of just like the slaps i think flower boy and call me if you get lost have those kind of right at the mm-hmm. front um so i think i would just for me it would i would just swap out flower boy before igor so i would i would say that i like flower boy the least and mm-hmm. i like call me if you get lost uh the most and that's not saying much because the margin is very small for all of them. Um, I also mm-hmm. just think this this record has many many different layers to it, and I almost see it as like a, um, this might be a hot take, but I almost see it as like a Malibu and Oxnard kind of situation where it's like Malibu may be for some people the the Igor where it's like a self realized Tyler. And here is um, Call Me If You Get Lost, where in the past, Tyler has been known for being critical of braggadocious rappers. And here he is basically memifying himself and just talking that mess. And it's a middle finger to anybody who says otherwise. And you take it with open arms where, I don't know, he does it in a way that's like he finesses it and it's tasteful and it's uniquely Tyler. Whereas maybe other artists would do it and would, it wouldn't look so well. But, um, the reason why I like call me if you get lost, maybe a notch above, uh, Igor is simply because of how effortless it sounds. And the, just the, the, um, the production that, Tyler showcases on this record, I think, is also a notch above Igor as well. Um, um, just simply in the shock value. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was I was gonna wrap it up there. Just, just strictly in the uh, the the shock value and the uh, the cohesion. I feel like in terms of like an uh, uh, an album sounding like an album, this just sounds that much more of a glue a full glue a fully glued puzzle than than igor in maybe some certain instances but that's that's a very subjective take on it i i think that if you were to put them both in the same room they'd both operate the same way they'd both go hard um yeah knowing knowing how you feel about both malibu and oxnard i think that makes sense because your uh, your take on Oxnard is that it's a more polished Anderson, so that mirror makes sense. And I and I feel like you know uh, musically, Flower Boy might have kind of like that all over the. I don't know if that's even right to say because Flower Boy's not all I, over. No, the but I, I get what you're. I think Flower Boy is very tight sonically. Uh, you would think so? I think that there is a I think it's kind of 
um, loose intention. Like the loosest is like Igor, just because it's generally rougher. Well, okay, so if we're going to talk about cohesion, I think if I'm looking at Flower Boy now, I think the songs that are the outliers on Flower Boy are Who That Boy, I Ain't Got Time, I think that's it right now. Maybe Dropping Seeds, let me just... The Bangers, I feel like that sits in Dropping no, Seeds dropping very seeds well. No, Dropping Seeds can stay in there. But yeah, I feel like who, maybe, if anything, Who That Boy and I Ain't Got Time are the most like outliers yeah. in terms of like sonic cohesion. Like, they are the most bombastic yeah. of... I mean, you don't like Ace of Rocky. So no, 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 no. I, I don't like Ace of Rocky. Is that what you just said? Yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? Yes, I he did. I see Rocky and the mob live. What are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> Please sit down. Trey got offended. Please sit down. Jelani just thinks I hate rap. I hate it so much. Yeah, I do. Bro, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't like this album. I'm saying in regards to what Jay was saying about having outliers and being not sonically cohesive, those two are the songs yeah. that would... I, well, uh, yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, maybe because I'm used to Tyler always having some boombastic sounding bangers on each album, whether oh. it's like fits the narrative or not. He kind of always has something that sounds yeah, that, like, and also it might yeah, it might be un- demonstrative to say like just type shit. yeah. It also might be demonstrative to say that just because like there's a banger, it's not supposed to be there. Where maybe it's just more so in in a in the sense of the narrative but it's funny because flower boy was originally called scum fuck flower boy so like you you understand the roughage you understand the abstraction that you get from it and when you approach this album it shows tyler his most honest self and um same goes for Igor. They it's kind of like if like Flower Boy was like version one, Igor is like version two, but like a much better version two. And then Call Me If You Get Lost, it's like it's it's just another program in and of itself. It's another yeah. story. You know I actually think Igor is part two of Cherry Bomb. If Cherry Bomb was done right, it would be Igor. That's fair. I feel like. Sonically, mm-hmm. I, I kinda huh? agree with that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like there are elements sonically like Cherry Cherry Bomb's roughness is the same as Igor's. It's just the songwriting, song structure are is just way better. Yeah. And it's not I get as that. long. Yeah, I right. Get and that. not as and long. Not There's as a long. lot. All right. the fluff is taken out, and it's just as concise as it can be. I get that a lot. Yeah, I really do get that. Yeah, um, if you listen to Buffalo, I'm literally just like breezing through it right now. Buffalo is like, I guess a really good example because he's rapping over that, and that sounds like really dusty and really just. Uh, gritty all around the edges mm-hmm. um two's even i mean like well blow my load um keep the o's like there's some rough songs on here but they're like mm, yeah they're still i mean i still they're 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 weird some of them weirder it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. It's, a, it's a fun album but it's all over the place um <laughs> yeah no, um, I, know. I, I agree i agree yeah jelani we have to fight after the podcast but that's besides the point i'm still i'm still <laughs> upset i'm still upset but okay bro. um <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we talk about subject matter for a little bit? Uh, and I guess ignoring the mystery of who this person is. We could talk about that after. I, yeah. I just looked it up and I'm like, ooh. And I'm like, but that's juicy. I don't want to bring I don't, it like, on. Yeah, ignoring that because I don't think that's like important to whether this album is yeah. I certainly want. I certainly want to know what what you guys are looking at. But um, I think it's interesting what you said earlier, Dre, 
uh, have this whole entire album, um, while on the surface may come off as like uh, freeform, is really does fit a narrative and the undertones of it is romance like um talking about this lost love uh, and all while um boasting his successes and talking about his fame and how far he's gone and just talking that shit uh it also reads as like a like he's speaking to his therapist almost where he's just like um yeah like i'm not in love fuck love uh and like this is what i do to cope like i buy expensive things and i go um jump off uh waterfalls whatever go on vacation and whatever um and it's yeah, like that's what it okay seems like. you do all these go things on vacation. you do all these things but you're but you're hurting and that's why you're doing all these things and he's just like huh I'm going to make an album about it. And like, this is what that kind of <laughs> sounds like to me. It's like his self-realization of understanding that he's like affected by this lost love um, while, while interweaving this into his uh, speaking of his just boasting about himself, bragging about himself, um, which I think is beautiful. Which I think is really neat, cause like when you just think of a record by any artist that's specifically strictly flexing, you get nothing else but that. And with this, I feel like you get another layer, and it's like I said before, just a unique Tyler. Like he does it in a uniquely Tyler way. Um, it's funny. It's disrespectful. It's you know. Like that mama skit is so yeah, fucking funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah. was like, damn. Yeah, you know it's funny. Yeah, he's talked about his mom a lot, but like we don't really hear from her, so it's it's really rewarding to actually just hear her talk. And she's yeah. also like equally as ready to <laughs> knock somebody out as he was back in the. I back know. In the I was yes. like, that makes sense. I will beat a kid. I will beat a kid. I will beat a kid, and then be like, go get your bitch ass mom. <laughs> yeah, um, I love that. You know, it's funny. I it seems like Igor, Igor. Is is that it, both of these albums feel like the same person, right? Obviously, it's just like the 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 circumstances are different, right? Because like if you look at Igor, Igor mostly as a whole is really dedicated to like when you're like in really still in heartbreak, right? Call me if you get lost. Just feels like he's moved on a little bit farther along. He's just a little bit farther along that process of getting over it, right? Because like right, Igor all the right, way through right, right. up to what's good kind of plays you know like the falling in love and then heartbreak um narrative but what's good is st still like comes out to remind like remind you that, like you know i still i'm still good so like here's a song to remind you i'm still good and i'll see you later let me do all my other stuff um yeah. whereas like and, it, and again it, it's like different situ like a different you know relationship or whatever the case but like come if you get lost is like all right we did all the arty stuff let me let me Tell you, show you, I'm still good. Well, wow. doing my thing. You know, it's funny you say that because I, I would peg this as also very artsy, uh, just because of the wide, diverse range of production that you get on this, 
and how far his range goes. Like he straight up has a reggae song after Sugar. Yeah. And um What's Your Name is a groovy oh, R&B throwback. It's a seductive, feel-good, summery track. Kind of feels like you sitting by the pool. And it just has this like sweet but chaotic feel to it. And Tyler is just like casual singing, rapping. And of course, uh, Young Boy Never Broke Again drops a, just a beautiful... Um, <laughs> verse two on words he, that would never come together I, he, before. well Beautiful yeah exactly and, and, and yeah exactly <laughs> and ty dollar sign and him have incredible chemistry unbeknownst to anyone like i'm just like wow they sound almost the same like just riffing it just off snuck of the, in there really yeah really and it's stunning so like i think it's it, i think it's interesting like to me i find this record like artsy and that's probably another reason why i like it just a peg over igor because igor kind of stays in this pocket of sad of sorrow and woefulness where uh this record kind of goes in and out of it drops the sentiment comes out has fun is you know i hate to say that it doesn't take itself seriously but it sounds whimsical and it's a, you know, it has a combination of like Mad Lib vibes and Alchemist vibes, and he's just going off on this. So, yeah, uh, I clearly uh, like song? this record. <laughs> or at least, oh, do you have a bro, sequence Corso? stretch? Corso, when that shit drops, I lose my shit every single time. I'm like, I'm gonna buy a boat. I just love that shit. Yeah, man. Other than like the standouts, because I feel like there are some clear standouts. Obviously, like all the features are standouts. Yeah, I think honestly, the fe- all the features are really good. Um, Except I, I don't want to hear for all rap anymore. You know, I heard it and I was like, yeah, yeah, let's get back in this pocket. And then sometimes I'm like, yeah. no, you sound old. It, it's <laughs> it, he borderlines every time. I'm like, okay, uh, and it just keeps he, going he, back. When when he when he gets in his real braggadocious bag, that's what I like. Him doing some other shit, I, I don't want to hear. But if if he can, if Tyler can bring out this version of him, then that's what I want. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of times he does sound like corny. On move that dope, he sounded <laughs> mad corny. Oh, move that man. dope was everywhere, bro. <laughs> remove remove him these from that. What are we doing for all him? over the place? I I yeah. think I think Massa. Oh, Massa. Massa's my favorite song. And sure. um, damn, rise up. I feel like or rise rather. Uh, <laughs> no, excuse me. Run it up. My bad. Run it up. I feel like will play well outside. Like oh, I, yeah. it's either a really oh, I cannot wait to hear that. It's a, either a really great way to end a show. Like if I was Tyler, that would be one of the songs I'd end the set with. Yeah. Or it'd be like a really great song to play. Like after you've built all the energy up, and you yeah. just play that, so you can people can just like hop on each other's shoulders and and do whatever yeah. they want to do. Bro. So the DJ minded me. And he's like, yeah, this can't wait to put this perfectly somewhere. Um, but. Yeah, um, run it up. Um, I really enjoy Safari. Safari is. I think it's close. a strong finisher to the album. It, it feels victorious, kind of like, all right, you got through this, especially contrasting with Wilshire. Like, it comes out, it's like, boom, like, just to remind you, like, 
I do, does it one more time and just kind of reaffirms the entire album, which I think that's for me. That's what I like to see out of the final track of an album. You know, if Juggernaut, uh, I, I love Juggernaut. I also thought Pharrell's verse was what went off. I think he went off on that. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> me, like, me too. Me too. Huh? Not gonna lie. I, I just um, the, it's it's not the lyrics. It's his flow. Sometimes I'm like, ah, you it's know, hard to. He's like, he sounds like he's like common now. Like common struggling to get in front of the beat. Pharrell, he, for, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not like there yet, it's but not he's... on time. It's not like yeah, right. His his relationship <laughs> really? with how I thought he sounded mad. It's like when they, you see the old cats come had out and play basketball, you know they not run it as fast as they used to. Yeah, they could do the move. Oh my god! I'm just imagining the, that quick little back <laughs> back pedal. That yeah, after the the oh slow god. turnaround jumper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what else? Um, I really like Uzi on this too. Like, yes, oh, me too. Yeah. Uzi be fucking like this. This this is the the point where I'm like, oh, I guess I gotta go back and listen to some Uzi now. Because like, if he could pull a flow yeah. like that out, and I know he has, because it just. That's, yeah. That's, that's, when he switches to the part where he's like, when the money coming in, it asks yeah. I'm like, Yo. oh, yeah, like, okay. man. Give me every of these flows. Yeah, no, Juggernaut goes super hard. Um, hard. Wilshire, if if it wasn't so long-winded, I feel as though like I would appreciate it a little Love bit more. Every minute. It's me too. Will Shire gave me PTSD. Yeah. Very, very expository. You but like every cool. I listen. I didn't think it was a dredge to get through, and a part of me, that's why I'm mentioning it as uh -huh. like one of my favorite songs. Um, but I think I would just like it more if he like. There, there were some parts where I was just like, okay, but like. It's cool. You I know like, what it I is? Because like it. it sounds like he was freestyling at the same they, time too. I I just I read he, he did it in one, one take, take or two yeah, takes for really. sure. Yeah, because there's a there's uh towards like the end he starts like really repeating the narrative and I'm like okay he's just kind of like just looking for That's words what it to is. you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, I yeah. I but I I truly love I like, I love the beat I love the flow I love the story that he's yeah. telling like yes. I truly like same. whenever it's on. Like I gotta just let it run yeah. all the way through. Yeah. I was like, I just gotta, it's a great car yeah. song too. Yes, oh, I bumped yeah, it in yeah. the whip yesterday, and it was fantastic. I, I was driving from Brooklyn to Long Island, and I'm, I'm somewhere on the LIA, and it came on. I'm it like, lasted the whole ride there, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> all eight minutes. Imagine me hitting like two hundred. <laughs> They're like, I gotta get home before the song finishes. <laughs> car shaking. Oh man, steering wheel coming. Yeah, I don't think there's. And any yeah, I agree. Else. You know what's funny? Okay. Go ahead, go ahead, Jay. I was gonna say I like so I like the way Safari ends. It's like a very good way to end the, the album. Um, where he I, I don't know he just he like says wolf with his whole chest, and <laughs> that shit was just like, wow, this is great. <laughs> wow, it. he really is wolf. <laughs> it's all still there. It's all still there. That's, yeah. You know, it's a funny exactly. part too. Like I know we've been talking about kind of everything too, but. It seems like he's been very vocal since Cherry Bomb happened to talk about what Cherry Bomb was. And he does that, I think, in Massa. <laughs> he, at one point, he's like, my yeah. taste changed. That's why Cherry Bomb sounds the way it does. And right. like, It's hilarious. I, I feel, bad. I feel bad because he no, feels like he too. has to explain that. Bro, because he said it. I forgot. Wow, that was a crazy uh, thunderstorm yeah. sound. Uh, lightning. Anyway. I heard this. Uh, yeah, yeah. On... Um, 
on what documentary was he talking about it in? He mentioned oh, how Cherry Bomb was very divisive, yeah. and he felt like that's why Flower Boy and Igor and and, the, and Call Me If You Get Lost sounds the way it does because he was like, oh, I think people forgot that I know how to make really good music, or this was such a like uh, like a turning point for a lot of fans because it was all, all over the place and because like the sounds were like super muddy and it was a very long album and it and it didn't sound like anything he made before especially didn't sound like anything like wolf yeah for sure um, for sure you know what i mean like, like he he felt the need to like prove himself um so it is kind of interesting hearing him continue to justify cherry bomb even though it is a good album bro <laughs> him and j cole have the same artist trajectory <laughs> they got stuck somewhere and they're like that's not me hold on let me work my way out <laughs> but like tyler bounced back immediately after that his next album was not a dud it, it just went up <laughs> i mean yeah j cole was just it's, like, it's never a debate if the if a tyler album sounds good <laughs> that's j. what cole skipped the redemption call it just re <laughs> and just said i'm <laughs> redeeming myself <laughs> like, yeah. let's go public opinion i'm okay with myself <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Which is uh, fine. You need to have confidence in yourself, but also, you know, not well, that's what happens confidence. when you don't be reading. You just be <laughs> like the reviews, no. <laughs> <laughs> or just texts from your friends <laughs> being critical. Oh my god! Yes, yeah. I, yes. I think Tyler's I one of those people. <laughs> Tyler's one of those people, and there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of people who have chips on their shoulders and various shapes sizes and forms uh, but tyler is one who can balance it because or can balance it well enough because it's masking something else that's happening right so that all the bravado here is masking this kind of heartbreak thing right and i think we talked about it on the j cole one like all the bravado is masking what we don't know it's just him being wrong and trying to like i don't know i don't know so we're still trying to figure it out. And that's why that's why that's why it was so off putting to me to hear J. Cole come out like, Y'all forgot what I do. We're like, no, not really. You've you've been doing it kind of consistently. So what's up? And well. Yeah, and way. well. So like what are you who are you yelling at? So anyway, yeah. I also like I, this is my opportunity just to throw Big Crit under the bus because Big Crit talks about how he could do everything and no one cares. And I'm just like, Crit, come on. Damn. <laughs> I love son. Big Crit, but he always does it. I'm like, come on. I know. Four for it. Uh ratings? Five out of four, honestly. Um. Yeah, this is a pretty high score for me. Three point eight. I would say. I guess I'm never. I'm never gonna give a four. Just, just off principle. Just nothing's perfect, you know. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> bro, this would be a four if that guy. This would be a four if DJ Drama stopped yelling over the whole album. <laughs> Uh, oh come so, on! Oh, oh God, come hate, on! Oh, real, real quick, bro. I know you're. I know you're joking. You're joking. Real quick. Joking. Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> real quick, all you little fucking new ass bitch ass fans that don't know who who DJ Drama is or didn't listen to any Gangsta Grill mixtapes. All right, calm down. Because guess what? It could have been worse. He could have ran them shits back three, four times, and oh, he could have been yelling. Could have Could have been hosted by any other DJ. Could have had Khaled on this shit. You know, yeah, Bro, that's why you could meant, that's why I say like drama and Tyler on this is like an expensive dish because it's like it happened in the best way it could possibly happen. Fucking wag you! Like, we know, burger. we know, Bro. DJ drama fueled the streets in their early two thousands. So like now <laughs> he kind of has damn this, near like, went to jail it, for it, this shit. <laughs> it is a yes, it is a drama letter, right? Wow. 
Uh huh. Um, that's my rating. <laughs> uh, you said you're not giving it a four, so are you? I'm gonna give it three nine though. <laughs> Just because I really like this, yeah. I'm obviously gonna run it back. Yeah. This is. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give it the same. Yeah. I'm not that I don't want to give it a four. I just like to leave a little room so that the next shit comes out. And if it's just as good, if not better, that's it's Tyler, baby. It's probably gonna be just as good, if not better. Yes. It's four out of four for me. You already know. God damn, I'm the worst again. Yeah, you know, it's just so crazy to feel like Tyler got luxury raps, but he got luxury raps now. He got luxury raps now. Respect to that yeah, young man. Just hopped off the boat with the the fur hat, the the, the two suitcases. Socks. That picture of him next to Lil Nas X is hilarious. Oh, yeah. He's just messed. <laughs> He still People say he, that's his stand as if it's JoJo or something. Yeah, yes. <laughs> he also has uh, some of the best jewelry in the game. Shout out Tyler. Oh my god, yeah. Y'all are the same <laughs> in that way. Y'all built the same that way. Alright. Alright. Oh wait, Cash, you're grayed out and then Cash. Lit. He said one second. Okay. You know, just at least we get a clean. Just a jibber jabber about the album. Juggernaut could have been a lot more aggressive, and it feels like he's pulling back on his vocals, even though he's yelling. Like, yeah, Tyler, it's like he's yelling, but it feels like he pulled it back just a little bit for the sake of the mix, as opposed to really just like yeah. yelling over it. And I'm like, that's I was, yeah. I was low key, I was low key nervous because when that beginning beat started, because literally right before that song played, I was like, I hope it's an aggressive beat so we can hear Tyler and Uzi trade bars and then that little snippet happened I was like oh he's gonna have t fucking Uzi singing on this shit and then the, the fucking beat comes in I'm like yes this is what I wanted <laughs> that was the quarter note thanks for tuning in as always follow us at the underscore quarter note on Instagram tell us what you think I'm Jay Kaz. I'm Jelani Carter. I'm Andre Dowdy. I'm Fax Mercury. Peace and prosperity.